Welcome into the Betting Pros College Football Show. How confident are you in bowl season? All the bowl games are coming up. I know I'm excited, but what level of confidence do you have? That's a big question that you're going to have to answer because I know you're going to do a pick em bowl. I know you're going to do a bracket because why else would you be here? You're a college football nut. Whether there's cash or pride on the line, we are here for you today to give you all of the picks and the confidence points like you've never got before. I am Chris Welsh. You heard me with Thor uh, throughout the year on the Early Look College Football Show here on Betting Pros. But now I have got both of the big minds. I got the big heads with me. Thor Nystrom on Twitter at ThorKU. Scott Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. And gentlemen, you two are the craziest people in all the land because you were willing, not only willing, Thor wanted to tackle every single bowl game and attach <laughs> confidence points to every single game who else does this Thor nobody but we're doing it yeah I mean everybody does confidence pools we all do confidence pools so yeah we, we got to jump in give our picks and see how we do it's amazing Boggs that we're going to tackle this we are going to do this incredible feat in attempting under an hour and a half around an hour <laughs> so how this is going to leg out Boggs I know this is probably a big test for you as well putting this all together and getting confidence points but you've done this for a long time are you feeling good about this entire setup that we've got? I mean, I feel as queasy as I w always would picking all of these games, 43 bowl games. And <sighs> it's even more difficult now because it used to be, ah, players don't opt out. Now players are opting out for the NFL draft if they're not playing games that matter. We have the transfer portal is the biggest party in town. And 50% of the NCAA seems to be involved in the transfer portal. So, you know, Rico's time is now, as Dr. Pepper uh, commercial told us. But um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of moving pieces, so it's hard to pick these games. I feel like it's harder now than it ever has been, but I'm also pretty confident in some of these picks. All so right. Well, I'm excited we're going to we're going to see how confident as you are going to lay the points. So as you guys know, whether you were jumping on one of the big outlets and just doing a one with random people, whether you're doing an office pool or a whole bunch of your friends for some big hard cash, these pools are very popular and a lot of fun. Telling you right now, this is a show that you're going to be able to come back to entire bowl season, come back, relive them because yes, the games are going to start up on Friday, but that's just one. You're going to go through the beginning of the year. So this has got some staying power. We are going to start uh, Friday and we are going to move through all of the games. Both of these gentlemen are going to give their picks. They're going to give their confidence picks. I'm going to give you guys a tiny bit of setup to the game, but gentlemen, are we ready to rev up these college football confidence pool Picks. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's get it. First one up Friday, December 16th. It is the Bahamas Bowl. UAB versus Miami of Ohio. UAB is an 11 point favorite. The over under is set at 45 and a half. We've got interim head coach Bryant Vincent, who's going to be coaching, but Trent Dilfer is taking over next year. Miami of Ohio, a note, they've got starting quarterback Brett Gabbert and starting left guard uh, Caleb Schaefer. They're both in the portal and quarterback Avion Smith is starting for them now. Thor, your pick and your confidence on the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, my my line on this one is UAB minus eleven point three. I'm, I'm I am taking UAB. I put thirty six points on it. Gabbert did come back from the portal. He's back with the team, but I don't think he's going to play between the stat like the late status change and then his injury status. So I do think it's going to be AB on Smith. Not nearly as good of a thrower as Gabbert, but he's a much better runner. UAB's defensive weakness is their run defense. That's what Miami's going to be leaning 
uh, into here, but I, I do think UAB is going to be able to run the ball a bit on Miami. On Miami, I, I'm taking Miami with the points, just regular. But if if we're talking straight up proposition, I'm I'm taking the double digit fave in UAB. And then, what confidence points do you have on this one? Thirty six points. Thirty six <laughs> points, baby. Thirty six points. Bogman, UAB, Miami of Ohio. Uh, who's your pick, and where are your confidence points? Thor coming in hot. I am not liking this game. I'm taking the Red Hawks in this game. Give me Miami, Ohio. I. It, it's surprising me that McBride is going to play in this game. If there's any little inkling of him not playing, I would take Miami big. So I think this game is much closer, I guess, than Thor does. I'm going to go one point. Uh, this is my lowest confidence game. Uh, don't like it at all. So give me Miami and get me out of this one, please. We have to move, but I do want to have one follow-up question real quick, Thor. And is there anything to a strategy in a confidence pool of going in hot early as much as you are? I know you're obviously confident, but is there any strategy to go big early so then maybe you adjust later on? Is that maybe something you're doing or you just love this game that much? Yeah, not necessarily. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, I'm just looking at my adjusted line. I'm looking at the Vegas spread. And then, of course, my feelings about each of the games. So, you know, that's how I sort of stack my board. You know the most about these games the quicker they come up, too. Because, you know, so if you're assigning bigger points, you just know more about them right now. Whereas you don't want, you know, all those low games to be Two weeks from now. Yeah, Yeah, two weeks from now, a bunch of players opt out. So, yeah, there is a little strategy to that, but I don't like this game at all. All right. Hey, big stuff. Bogman's least confident and one of the most confident from Thor. Let's move to the Cure Bowl, where number 24 Troy is going off against number 25 UTSA. Ah, love UTSA. We bet them all year last year. The spread is one in favor of Troy, so it's practically a pick em over under um, 40, uh, 54 and a half. So, Thor, your pick, your confidence, Troy, UTSA. I'm I'm going with Troy here. My line's basically with the Vegas one. It's only, only my, my line's only Troy minus zero point eight points. So so about a point. Um, but I I do like Troy to win this game. I'm you know I'm I bet on them as well at that. I think you know minus one or whatever it was. Um, I so I I got eleven points on on Troy in this one. I, I think their defense matches up decently well against UTSA's offense. And obviously you need to slow down Frank Harris and and Franklin and stuff like that to beat them. But between uh, uh, Troy has this awesome outside corner named uh, Reddy Stewart, who is like the number seven grade at PFF corner. He's the one that they're going to sick on Franklin. So that should be, that should be pretty good for Troy. And then DeCorian Clark, one of the three stud receivers for UTSA's all for the season got knocked out in October. So UTSA would only have one other recourse through the air if Reddy Stewart's able to do that. And then Carlton Marshall, he's the guy that cleans up, you know, all the stuff between the tackles, FBS career uh, all-time leader in tackles. So the the spread stuff that UTSA does to put defenders into conflict and stuff like that, I don't think it's going to work as well against Detroit defense. 11 points for me on Troy. 11 points. All right, Bogman. Troy, UTSA, are you going to go back to our team? We bet them all year last year. They were practically have become our second, you know, like if we had to college, <laughs> we didn't go there or anything like that, but it's become our, our home school. What do you got on UTSA, Troy? Yeah, I'm taking UTSA in this one. I got 16 points on it. I actually, uh, you know, I think we're going to put this game on the back of Frank Harris. He's going to do a lot of running, a lot of passing. I know it's a good matchup. Troy is probably a better overall team, but there's just something about Frank Harris. I can't get out of my head. So uh, it's going to be Frank Harris. I think Brady, uh, you know, replacing uh, the injured running back, did a great job in the conference championship game. They can win both ways on the ground. Going to be a high scoring one. Give me UTSA. And I got 16 points on him. 
Let's go to Saturday, the 17th. We've got the Fenway Bowl. It's Louisville in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a one and a half point favorite. Uh, it doesn't look like we have any current over under line on this. Here's the big situation with this. There's a lot of head coaching issues and changes across the board here. And maybe one of the biggest ones is with Louisville, not with a head coach change, but they've got Malik Cunningham who's declared for the draft and is going to opt out. So Brock Dahman is going to be starting for uh, the team, which is going to change potentially a whole lot of stuff here. So Thor, Louisville, Cincinnati, Fenway, uh, Fenway Park, the Fenway Bowl. What's your confidence and what's your pick? I, I'm calling this the Scott Satterfield Bowl. Uh, fortunately, he's, he's not going to be involved. People are making the joke of, you know, team the teams are on the same side of, of the field for their sidelines. And, you know, that Satterfield can coach both sides. But um, he, he ain't going to be there. But, yeah, you have a whole bunch of stuff going on with the, with the coaching staffs, like you mentioned. And both teams will be starting their their quarterback, too, is Ben Bryant's off for the year for Cincinnati. Um, one, one thing, like, even though Cincinnati has more contributors that have opted out, cause I think four of their, their top five pass catchers also opted out the drop off between, uh, Ben Bryant and Prater, their number two, it is not nearly as precipitous as the enormous drop off from Malik Cunningham to Doman. I, I saw that Doman kid play several times this year. He's not good. He, he, he has cement feet number one. So it hurts Louisville's, uh, run offense. Cause obviously Cunningham is a, is a really big plus in the run game. But Doman is also not as good of a passer as Malik Cunningham is. Whereas Prater on the other side, he's a worse passer than Brian for sure, but he's actually a better runner. And so when Prater has been in, they call a bunch of design runs. Well, Louisville's, their, their weakness on defense, it's their run defense. So even though like Cincinnati's out all these pass catchers or whatever, I, I think Cincinnati's just going to, 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 you know, to use Prater like they did at the end of the season, call a bunch of design runs. I think it's going to work certainly better than, than Louisville's quarterback swap. So I'm, I'm going to take... Cincinnati and I guess what is the the small upset my, my system does favor Cincinnati by just a little bit um, but because there's so many moving pieces here and there's so many backups that are going to be playing and the interim staffs and everything like that I only put two confidence points on Cincinnati two confidence points okay Bogman uh, Malik Cunningham is a huge playmaker and him being off is it enough for you to move away from Louisville and go to Cincinnati and have more confidence points than Thor has Absolutely. I mean, I'm just glad that Thor and I are finally simpatico and on the same team, uh, finally three games in here. So I am also taking Cincinnati. I think the loss of Malik Cunningham is too much for Louisville to bear in this game. Like Thor said, it's just a massive downgrade uh, when you lose a guy like that. So give me Cincy. I've got 20 confidence points on the Bearcats in this one. I think they win big. The Celebration Bowl, Jackson State versus North Carolina Central. Jackson State, a 15 and a half point favorite, the over 56 and a half. You know that we have a question placed on here that I feel like is answered. But what is Deion Sanders role in this game? He's already with Colorado. Is he coaching? I can't imagine he's coaching this game. But Thor, uh, give us some insight. And uh, do you like that spread overall with Jackson State and all the chaos that's going on with them? And what confidence points are you going to pick on it? Yeah, no, Co- Coach Prime's coaching. Uh, he is he, coaching. Yeah, okay. he, he told Jackson State that he wanted to stay and, and they were happy to let him finish out the season. And and that was one of the things that he discussed with Colorado when he took the job was like, I'll, you know, I'll take the job, but I'm finishing out the year with Jackson State. I don't know how he's going to sort of, um, how, what's the expression, serve both masters like during these weeks where he both has to recruit. The, obviously, the early signing periods co- uh, coming up. Also, you have the all the transfer portal madness going on, and there's a whole bunch of kids that are considering Colorado now. So Dion's got to kind of do uh, two different things. But I don't think that Jackson State is going to have a problem in this game, even with the divided attention. Um, you know, in Vegas right now, this line is is sixteen and a half for Jackson State. 
I'm putting this one right at the top. I'm I'm giving this one uh, the 42 points or whatever. Or uh, actually, th- this is not my my highest. It's my second highest one. I'm giving this one uh, 42 points for Jackson State. I believe this has the highest spread of any game that we're going to talk about by it does. A, at least a field goal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jackson State. Wow, highest of all of them, the most confidence points. Bogman, Jackson State, a lot of confidence points. Who's your pick? No, no, I'm taking Jackson State because the spread is enormous and because Coach Prime is still going to be coaching this game. Um, they are undefeated. They've had a wonderful year. Uh, but I don't watch a lot of FCS, so I don't want to put too much confidence in this. I also hate that uh, Prime is being pulled in a million different directions. I don't know how the players are going to respond. There's also been some weirdness between Dion and the school since he has decided to leave, talking about uh, the money being allocated in the wrong spot and, and maybe some real big issues at Jackson state. So I'm going to take Jackson state, but give me four conference points on this one. I do not like it very much. All right. Both same pick, but way on the opposite of the confidence points, Las Vegas bowl, number 14, Oregon state versus Florida. Oregon state is a 10 and a half point favorite. The over under set at 53, Anthony Richardson opting for the draft. That puts some major questions in for Florida. So Thor, Oregon state, Florida, spread confidence points how are you going to make out the las vegas bowl i'm pretty confident in this one uh my adjusted line in this game is oregon state minus 14.3 so it's even higher than than the 10 uh made a bunch of adjustments obviously because of all the defections on the florida side oregon state the only guy that's out that i know the uh, key contributor uh a starting cornerback right that that they have is is injured uh musgrave or musgrove their tight end um, he, he's also not going to play, but he was nicked up for most of the season. So I'm, I'm not sure that that is a tangible, uh, you, you know, uh, effect on this game. Whereas with Florida, yeah, you, you know, like you mentioned, you had Richardson, you also have Justin shorter, their number two receiver. You have, uh, Osiris Torrance, who is one of the top three interior offensive linemen in all of America. Um, Gervin Dexter, their defensive tackle, he declared for the draft, but he says at least now that he's going to play, we'll see if he ends up changing his mind, like in the lead up to this game. Cause this game is sort of profiling profiling for Florida, like that that bowl game against Oklahoma a couple of years ago when Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony and uh, Grimes on the other side when everybody was opting out for them. Yeah, and they just they just got smoked. Um, that's what I, I I think Florida's in for here. Oregon State is a really underrated team. They would have been a buy for me in bowl season anyway. I am putting thirty eight points on the Beavers. Wow, Bogman. What say you, OSU, uh, Florida, Las Vegas Bowl? Are you going to go in? What were the confidence points again, Thor? As I'm writing these all down, would you say? I'm doing 38 on Oregon State. 38, baby. All right, we're going hot. Again, maybe it wasn't an intentional thing here, but there is a mental strategy going on. Thor's got a lot of confidence points early on. And like you said, Boggs, there's a lot more we know with questions coming in later. So what say you, Las Vegas Bowl? Yeah, you know, running back Damian Martinez status is up in the air, but I think he's going to get up to play this game for Oregon State. I think they run the ball down Florida's throat. I have I don't have that many confidence points, but I do have 25 on the Beavs. Uh, I just don't think Florida's going to have enough with a backup quarterback that has barely played. So uh, definitely give me Oregon State and I'm going to put 25 bad boys on that one. All right, let's go over to the L.A. Bowl. Fresno State versus Washington State. Fresno State is a three-point favorite. Very A lot of these over-unders just sitting kind of in the same similar range. 54 and a half is the same thing that we're looking at. Washington State has got some wide receiver issues with guys in the protocol. Thor, what do we got? Fresno State, Washington State, how many points, and what's our pick? This would have been different for me about a month ago, but you you mentioned all the, the Washington State receiver stuff. Uh, three of their top four guys in terms of both receptions and targets are out, you know, whether it's it's opt-out or, or injuries. 
And then the other thing, their linebacker room got absolutely decimated as well um, between opt-outs and, and injuries and, and transfers and stuff like that. Uh, Washington State is starting, I believe, two different linebackers in this game who have never started a, a, a game on defense before. Um, with Fresno State playing as well as they are, I think Fresno, you know, with Hayner back and everything, Fresno State's I think, has won nine straight games. Um, they're going to be able to move the ball on, on Washington State's defense. Washington State's defense have been very good situationally and very good, you know, in terms of oppor- opportunism um, with the turnovers and stuff like that. But Fresno with, with Hayner under center, they don't turn the ball over a ton. Obviously, they, they pass with volume, but they also, very importantly in this matchup, they prevent the havoc that Washington State's defense is, is good at generating. Washington State also, like in the red zone, they were really good at, at suppressing points. Um, but, it, you know, in, in, in this one with the hollowed out linebacker core and also, by the way, their defensive coordinator who did an awesome job this year, Brian Ward, he left for Arizona State to join Kenny Dillingham's staff. So you wonder if some of that situational stuff on defense uh, drops down a little bit for, for Wazoo. Fresno State being at full strength here with, with Hayner in his last game. I, I think this is going to be a positive swan song for him. I put 15 confidence points on Fresno State. Ugman, are you going to stick with it? Are you going to go Fresno and how many confidence points on either side for the LA Bowl? Yeah, Fresno State for me too. Uh, you Like Thor said, Jake Hayner uh, plays great. I'm actually a little surprised he's going to play this game, but this is a swan song for Fresno State, so it should be a very interesting game for him. And Fresno State plays good against the pass, plus all those pass catchers are down for Washington State. Give me Fresno State, give me the Bulldogs, and I'm going to put 21 points on that one. Oh, 21. All right. Bogman's picking up some points here. Here we go. The Lending Tree Bowl. Southern Miss versus Rice. Not for Southern this one. Miss. Uh, yeah, not for this one. Southern Miss is a seven-point favorite. We do have a lower under, 46 and a half. One of the lower ones. Maybe the lowest one we've talked about so far. A uh, little bit of maybe some quarterback questions with Rice going on. So Thor in the Lending Tree Bowl. Southern Miss, Rice, and what type of confident points are we putting on it? My system likes Southern Miss more than any other team in the entire bowl slate against the spread. You know, th- this the spread right now in Vegas is is six and a half. My my system has Southern Miss minus 14.8. Um, I and, and I love Southern Miss in this game too. I, I think that they matched up well as is, but in particular, when you consider uh the situation that Rice is in on offense, Rice might have to either start their third string or fourth string quarterback again. Because TJ McMahon, the guy who became this, you know, like Wiley Green, he had started some in the past, but he's been out for most of the season uh, with injury. So TJ McMahon was starting. Well, TJ McMahon, two and a half games. So like in the, their third to last game, he got injured like halfway through. At the time, Rice was five and four. After that, when they had to drop, you know, because Wiley Green was out, had to drop down. Rice has lost their last uh, three games, uh, you know, like at the end, you know, even though they were playing for ball Limping in. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Wiley Green, he came. They tried to play him in one of the, I think it was the second to last game, but he re-aggravated the injury that had knocked him out for the whole season. Wiley Green's done for the year. I don't think T.J. McMahon's going to play in this one either. So again, you're way down the depth chart, you know, at quarterback. The other thing, Luke McCaffrey, their breakout receiver. You know, you know, he'd been came in as a ballyhoo quarterback transferred between two different Power Five teams. Went to Rice, couldn't win their starting quarterback job very smartly switched out to wide receiver and had an awesome year this year. He missed the last two games with injury and his status is up in the year. He's also a potential uh, uh, transfer guy. Uh, he hasn't said anything, but there has been some rumors about that. So I I'm, I'm not anticipating that he's going to play either. Southern misses defense is absolutely awesome for, for the G five and they create a ton of havoc 
Rice is very bad at avoiding havoc, both in the turnovers and in the sacks. Southern Miss's defense is going to live in the backfield here. And also, Southern Miss, their offense is their weakness, but their offense is basically just as bad as Rice's defense. So that thing washes out. Southern Miss defense is going to dominate Rice's offense. Southern Miss all the way here. 41 confidence points on Whoa. Golden Eagles. Wow, this is, uh, you know... Is this going to be another one of those situations, Box? I feel like the heavy, heavy confidence side of Thor has led you on the opposite end of lack of confidence. But you tell us, Southern Miss Rice no, and other points. No, that's true. See, look, I I think that Thor is right in everything he said. I do think Southern Miss wipes the floor with Rice. I don't think Rice is a very good team, right? We saw Southern Miss bow up against Miami. Probably should have won that game, honestly. Like they they have played some strong football this year, but it's Southern Miss. And I do not trust Southern Miss as far as I can throw them. You give some of these teams, especially a smart team like Rice, three weeks to prep, they're going to come up with some wrinkles. I do have Southern Miss, but I have it at five points in this game. I like what Frank Gore Jr. has been doing, particularly at the end of the season. So give me the Eagles, but I will take them with five confidence points. Not 40, Thor. Wow, that's 41. a lot on Southern Miss, right. man. 41, 41 baby. On- on Southern Miss. Woo. All right. All right. Uh, we roll on. New Mexico, the New Mexico Bowl, SMU versus BYU. SMU is a one and a half point favorite. Big line, 68 and a half, Thor. What does your adjusted line have on this? Where's the pick and what are the points? My adjusted line is, is SMU minus eight and a half. Now that, uh, you know, we know that, that Jaron Hall is very likely not to play in this game for BYU. Uh, the, the market, the line has shifted because of that sort of stuff leaking out. I don't believe it's official as of the time we're recording on Tuesday afternoon, but um, that's what I heard. Uh, Mike Farrell, who I was recording with earlier, also said that he, he's heard the same thing. So you're, you're out Hall. Well, it's another situation like the Rice thing. You're not just out Hall. Their backup quarterback, Jacob Conover, hit the transfer portal. So BYU has fallen all the way down their depth chart. It, th- they're having this open competition, Sataki said, between three different kids who didn't take a snap this year, like to determine who's going to be the quote-unquote backup to Hall, which, the, you know, he's going to start, wh- whoever, whoever this kid is. Obviously, enormous drop-off. BYU also had a starting receiver um, that is not going to play in this game. And they also, they were another team with the linebackers where their linebacker core got Uh, decimated as well it was a terrible defense as is that's why they fired the defensive coordinator um and beyond the defensive coordinator a whole bunch of staffers on the defensive side left in part because ed lamb their special teams coach and associate head coach he left for northern colorado to take their head coaching job in the fcs but he took like four or five staffers with him uh sataki also it seems like he pushed out the strength and conditioning coach after the regular season, but BYU didn't announce that the guy just disappeared from their website. There's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on with, with BYU right now. I know uh, Rasheed Rice, the star receiver for SMU is not going to play in this game, but I, I don't really care with, with everything going on with BYU. I, I just can't take them. I'm pretty confident in SMU. They're going to be able to move the ball. I'm given the ponies 32 confidence points. Augman, SMU, BYU, again, we can continue our trends. Big points, little points. Are you going to follow Thor here? It's a big adjusted line. What do you got? I'm following Thor for sure. I'm, a, uh, you know, when I was picking this game, I didn't realize that Jaron Hall was definitely going to be out. I guess that's something that has come to fruition the last couple of days here. Um, I have this at SMU by six points because they cannot stop anyone. If, if this quarterback, whoever is playing for BYU, can throw the ball downfield, and throw somewhat accurate, BYU is going to put up points because SMU's defense is horrific this year. So I think it's going to be high scoring and fun. Give me the Mustangs. 
uh, and I will put uh, six points on SMU. Uh, not a ton of confidence, but I do like them in this game. We got the Frisco Bowl, Boise State versus North Texas. This is in Frisco, Texas. Boise is a 10-point favorite. 56 and a half is the line. Maybe some coaching stuff. Thor, where are we going? How many confidence points? Throw it at us. Yeah, you, you mentioned, like, you know, for North Texas, this game is really close to their, you know, their campus. You know, like, I mean, it's like, you know, like a 10-minute drive or whatever. But, you know, that, that's what they got going for them. But going against them, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on in that program right now. Uh, they fired their coach after he had made the conference title game. And they, they said it was because he didn't reach eight wins. He was already at seven. He could have gotten eight here, but obviously they, they booted him. And then they don't have an AD to hire the new head coach. So they have to hire an AD first. Then that guy's going to hire the head coach. Just a whole bunch of different weird stuff going on. Their starting quarterback, Austin Noon, said he's or declared for the draft or said he's going to declare for the draft, but he said he's going to play in this game. I, but I, I mean, you know, Austin Noon, the guy who's like in his late he's 20s 50. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, he's not very good as as like all of his counting stats were coming from running it up on bad defenses. Boise State obviously stubbed their toe in their last game against Fresno State, but this is a much easier uh, assignment for them. They're going to run the ball all over North Texas. Holani, he had gotten nicked up in the last game, but they say he's going to play. He's back at practice. And then they have the the, the huge dual threat quarter, the 6'6 dual threat quarterback from Texas, Taylon Green, who gets to have a sort of homecoming here. Both those guys are going to gallop in the open field all, all game. Give me Boise State. I put 25 confidence points on the Broncos. All right, Bogman, Boise State, North Texas. Are we going to get a big confidence points drop anytime soon? My number one game right here. Give me the Broncos going away 43 points on these bad boys. I do not like anything that is going on at North Texas right now. As Thor mentioned, Latrell out. Austin on is 29 and declaring for the draft. Dude used to play baseball, Welsh. Uh, you probably heard his name at some point uh, in, in there uh, trying to make it through the minor leagues. But um, look, this is Taylor and green. It's going to be a show. I love three weeks for this freshman uh, to get prepped for this game and ready to roll. I think he's going to have a huge performance and I, I got Boise state uh, winning big. So this is my biggest one. Give me the Broncos Bronco Broncos. Make sure you guys also are always locked into the YouTube channels and all of the podcast feeds here at betting pros. Make sure you're locked in subscribe. So you don't miss anything. Even when college football is not going on, that doesn't mean amazingness is not always happening like this awesome show. No one expected that. And now you're rocking with all the confidence. Gentlemen, we are only at Monday. We are at Monday, December 19th, but we are going to go to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Marshall versus UConn. Marshall's a 10-point favorite. The lowest line yet, 40 and a half. Is there any big discrepancy, Thor, in your adjusted line on this one? And what's the pick in points? Yeah, my, my system actually likes Marshall more than even the, the spread. I You know, Marshall, my system has a minus 14.6. So, you know, and a double-digit line even in, in Vegas. Uh, Marshall, I haven't noted any, you know, opt-outs or anything like that. So they look like they're at full strength and I guess more accurately fuller strength because Rashawn Ali, their star running back, came back for the last two games and handled touches in both of them. I, I think he ended up with 16 carries in each one of them. So he, he was able to knock off the rust pretty quickly. Kim and LeBourne are an absolutely devastating one-two punch. They would be at any level, you know, even high-level P5, that would be um, a super-duper above-average, uh, you know, or one of the best running back rooms in, even in the P5. Um, they, the other thing Marshall has is that dominant defense. I think that's where UConn really runs into problems here. I, I just don't know how UConn is going to move the ball against what is one of the better G5 defenses and a top 20 defense in the country. Uh, love Marshall here. This is my highest one. I'm putting 43 points on the thundering herd. Wow. Marshall Bogman, are you going to stay in this same spot? And uh, if not, or if with, what type of confidence points are you putting on this Monday game? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's so cool that Jim Moore came in and put UConn in a bowl game. That's a lot of fun, but that's a successful season for them. And Marshall is looking for a little bit more. As Thor mentioned, Kalen Laybourne and Rasheen Ali would be a nice one to uh, punch for any team. It's going to be a long day for UConn. I've got Marshall winning big. I've got them by 28. I, I've got them as a 28-point confidence in this contest. So give me the Thundering Herd as well, rolling away. Uh, Tuesday, December 20th, we're going to start getting into the weird names like the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, <laughs> where Eastern Michigan and San Jose State are going to be squaring off in Boise. San Jose State is a three and a half point favorite. The overset at 54. Thor, what type of confidence and what pick are we going with? So I'm going to go with the dog here. I'm going to go with uh, Eastern Michigan. Uh, my my system has this line pretty close to what the, the Vegas line is, but I don't trust San Jose State right now. It seems like they want to be done with the season. They, I, I think it was the last seven games they didn't cover in any of them. They had some uh, pretty bad upset losses in there as well. And basically, this whole thing coincides with, um, you know, in October when they had a player who um, unfortunately passed away. There, there was like a uh, he was on a moped accident, I think. And then that was when they canceled the game with New Mexico State. New Mexico State wanted to replay that game during conference championship week. San Jose State didn't want to play it. Um, and, and obviously, you know, San Jose State has, has been on this skit. Like I said, I, I think San Jose State just wants the season to be over, turn the page. Uh, Eastern Michigan, th that's a team that has become sort of a known quantity in the postseason. Creighton, uh, their head coach, Chris Creighton, he's three and one against the spread um, in, in the postseason. And Eastern Michigan, a part of the reason why, you know, in addition to the, the motivation, stuff like that, that I like them here, they were five and one straight up in one possession games this season and this sort of profiles as a closer game. So give me Eastern Michigan for 10 confidence points. Bogman, what players are going to be telling their children's children about their famous <laughs> Idaho potato bowl and what type of confidence points are you going to be putting on it? Uh, I've got Eastern Michigan too. I I'm also taking the dog in this. So Thor and I are simpatico after those first couple games. I like that, but um, these teams match up well. San Jose state has a pass first offense, but they face EMU is stronger against the pass than they are the run. Uh, Eastern Michigan has a lot of success running the ball behind running back Samson Evans, but San Jose State is top 30 in the nation against the run. I'll take EMU because they are probably better equipped to handle this Boise cold in the middle of December as well, uh, being uh, from a cold state in Michigan. Plus, they are not backing into bowl season as San Jose State uh, is, like Thor said. So give me Eastern Michigan, and I will put 18 points on them. The Boca Raton Bowl, Liberty versus Toledo. This is going to be in Boca Raton. Toledo is a five-point favorite. 53 and a half is the line. Liberty is uh now they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be without their head coach, Hugh Freeze, who's left for Auburn. So the defensive corner, Josh Aldridge, is going to be the interim head coach for this. Thor, is there any uh, value in an adjusted line here? And what's the play? I mean, it, it's tough to get your finger on Liberty's mindset right now. Uh, the last three games of the Hugh Freeze era, they just clearly, so clearly mailed it in um, and, you know, and, and lost all three. One of them was a really bad, really embarrassing loss when they had been good earlier in the season, right? Like they, they had upset Arkansas and ha had some other uh, really good wins. But now they have been down to their third string quarterback for a long part of the season because Brewer, the, the guy that was starting at the beginning, he had gotten knocked out for most of the year. And then Caden Salter, the, the kid who was the stud recruit, he, he then was playing. He was playing pretty well, but then he gets knocked out with his own injury. But in the regular season finale, both those guys came back. So you're wondering about motivation. You're also wondering how healthy is Brewer or Salter going to be. If either of them is 100%, they can play the whole game. 
um, and, and Liberty has the motivation. Liberty certainly has a shot to win this one. Um, I'm just more confident in Toledo because those questions are up in the air. Uh, Daquan Finn, their quarterback, he, he had had, you know, his own injury stuff, but comes back in the, the Mac title game, plays the whole game, uh, ran for over 90 yards when you take out sack yardage. Um, I, I trust Toledo more. Toledo has a, a good defense, and now you got the quarterback with with mobility. You have the the running game that they have. They're going to be able to run the ball on Liberty no matter what. Less question marks on that side. So I'm going to roll with Toledo, but I'm only putting 12 po- confidence points on the Rockets. Frogman, Liberty, Toledo, uh, a lot of what Thor said, probably going to play a, a role in your decision-making. What do you got here, and how many confidence points? This is a game I lamented, and I was texting with Thor about this one specifically and, and not many others because Daquan Finn is such a big piece for Toledo. And I read that he had, uh, you know, obviously played that MAC championship, but also left in a walking boot. I couldn't corroborate that story, so it seems like Finn is going to be up for this game. If he's up and he's good to go, I think they roll in this one over Liberty, like Thor said. Liberty uh, mailing it in those last couple weeks, really wants the season to be over. I got Toledo. I've got 30 points on this game. As long as Finn plays, if we hear anything about Finn not playing, I will probably keep Toledo and lower this down to like five points. But Finn's up, and and I got Toledo. So uh, give me the Rockets. Wednesday, December 21st, the New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky versus South Alabama. South Alabama, they got the hook, seven and a half point favorite, 54 and a half is the line. Thor, same thing. I'm really actually very curious about your adjusted line on this one. And what's the pick with the confidence? Yeah, well, and, and we got we got breaking news here because yeah, uh, yeah, just right before we were gonna record, Austin Reed, the quarter, you know, the quarterback who threw for over four thousand yards, uh, forty two hundred passing yards for Western Kentucky, um, he had announced his transfer before, and he had left it kind of vague about if he was gonna play, but most people just assumed that he was gonna opt out. He has decided to come back to Western Kentucky, and I had heard before, um, even before this, that he was practicing with them I don't know in what capacity if it was just like going to the practices and like he was still looking at his transfer options or what but he has been around the team during this process even when most people thought he was out the door I would expect Austin Reed to start here uh my just a line on it if he is it's uh South Alabama minus 3.1 um I still am gonna take South Alabama though because I love South Alabama's defense uh, it's really, really stingy. You know, it, it's up there with a couple of the ones we were talking about before for one of the, the G5's better ones. I, I do think that they can match Western Kentucky across the, the formation. South Alabama didn't have anyone opt out. Obviously, it was a really good year with Kane Womack. The arrow's pointing up there. So I'm, I'm going to ride with South Alabama for 16 points in this one. Bogman, what say you, uh, South Alabama, Western Kentucky, all these questions. What's the pick and what's the confidence? I've got South Alabama and I got 26 points on him. That was before, you know, obviously today we heard Austin Reed coming back. I just don't expect them to play very well in this game. Anyway, um, very strong defense for South Alabama. They are better against the run, which won't matter because WKU runs that air raid. So uh, there is a little question here, especially with Reed coming back and depending on how much he practiced, but I don't know. I'm not very confident in a guy that, was going to leave and decides to come back. I don't think his boys are going to play that hard for him in this game. Give me a South of Alabama and 26 points on them. Thursday, December 22nd, the Armed Forces Bowl. Baylor versus Air Force is in Texas. Six and a half point favorite for, uh, spread. 49 and a half is the line. What do we got on uh, this bad boy, Thor? Yeah, you know, as, as far as an against the spread pick, I'm still on the fence with that one because the service academies tend to do pretty good in 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 the bowl games. But as far as straight up, I, I am pretty confident in in Baylor. My my system has a line on this one of Baylor minus 6.6. So it's even a little bit above what the, 
the the Vegas one is. And, you know, Baylor, it seems like they're going to be at full strength. Dave Aranda's coming back, everything like that. Dave Aranda, a very good uh, def- defensive uh, mastermind. Uh, he should have something ready for the triple option. He's faced it before. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put this one kind of close to the middle, but I'm I'm putting 24 points on Baylor. All right. 24 on Baylor Bogman. What say you look, I'm going the opposite way. I think this is one of those wacky bowl games where air force comes to play. Uh, they're going to pull out all the stops. They're going to have trick plays. They're going to pass probably a couple more times than they normally would too. I've seen air force in bowl games. They have uh, screwed me in these confidence picks before. So I'm going to take uh, Air Force as an upset. I'm going to lower this pick down to 15 points, though, because um, Baylor, if Baylor shows up to play, they will win. But I just don't think they have much motivation uh, for this game. I think Air Force uh, pulls out a tight one. So 15 points on the Falcons. All right, we're moving over to Friday, December 23rd, the Independence Bowl, Houston, Louisiana. Houston is a six and a half point favorite. We've got 60 and a half on the over under any value, Thor? What's the pick and what's the confidence? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I am going to take Houston, but it's <laughs> there's been other games where it's like two uh, by teams playing each other. This one is two sell teams. I, I don't I don't you know, I was fading <laughs> Houston a bunch. I, I faded Louisiana a bunch during the season. I don't trust either of these teams. Moore was expected at Houston this season, but uh, they had a whole bunch of defensive injuries. One of their defensive ends who uh, the coaching staff think is, thinks is going to be a, a first round pick. He, you know, I don't know now because he got knocked out for the season uh, with an injury, I think, in October. Um, but the good news for Houston is uh, Tank Dell, their star receiver, even though he's leaving for the NFL after this year, he says that he's going to play. Uh, Clayton Toon, I, I just assume that that he's going to be joining him in playing. Uh, it hasn't really said either way, but I, I think that's probably a good indication, especially with Clayton, to- or I'm sorry, with, with Tank Dell, with, with his announcement. So I'm going to go with Houston. Don't trust them, but I maybe trust them incrementally more than I do Louisiana, who is out there starting quarterback in this game. I'm going to put 17 points on Houston. All right, Bogman, Houston, Louisiana, what do you got? And uh, where are the confidence points going to be? Very high. I'm all aboard the Houston train in this game. 42 points on the Cougs. I just think with Toon and Dell both playing in this game, they are worlds better than Louisiana. Louisiana's down to their backup QB. It's just been ugly for them. He has not played very well. So I think Houston rolls fairly easily in this one. Um, so give me Houston and Did, all the points, man. 42 here. 43, you mean? Because you had 42 on Boise State. Uh, uh, no, I have 43 on Boise State. I flipped those. I, I did I did go back and forth. Boise State's my number one. And uh, this game is my number two. This is 42 points. Oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, this is a real name. The Gasparilla Bowl. That's a, that's a thing. That's amazing. It's incredible. Steeped in tradition. Awesome. You have steeped in tradition. Wake Forest versus Missouri. This one's got Wake Forest. It's almost a pick in Wake Forest. Minus one. 61 and a half is the line. Thor, what are you going to do here in Missouri Wake Forest? And what type of confidence points deserves to be on this game? Yeah, I mean, Vegas has this as as essentially a coin flip. Uh, I don't, and my my system doesn't. I'm a little bit confused by the line in lieu of all the opt-outs on the Missouri side. I, I wonder if it's uh, the market sort of speculating on, I mean, it's either the market speculating that that Hartman would opt out or, you know, you know, and, you know, other guys, A.T. Perry, I'm not sure. Um, but, or else they're not baking in enough, all the opt-outs on the Missouri. So Missouri had a ton. Dominic Lovett uh, is their best offensive player by margin. He's out. He's already uh, selected his, his transfer destination uh, as well. And the uh, they lost three uh, key defenders, three of their best defenders who all declared for the NFL draft. None of them are going to play either. 
confused by the line, um, you know, assuming that Hartman plays, my adjusted line in this game is Wake Forest minus 7.8. I'm putting 28 confidence points on the Demon Deacons. Bogman, uh, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty close here. Give me Wake Forest. I'm going to put 24 points on him. I just can't get Tennessee putting up 66 on Missouri's defense out of my head. When I think of this game, Wake Forest is a very, very strong offense, especially if Hartman and A.T. Perry are both playing, as Thor mentioned before. So I think Wake Forest walks in this game. Wake Forest in 24 points. Uh, Christmas Eve, the Hawaii Bowl, San Diego State, Middle Tennessee. San Diego State is a touchdown favorite. <laughs> 49 and a half is the line. What are you doing on Christmas Eve, Thor, and how much confidence do you have? This is one where my line is closer, uh, you know, to, to even than uh, Vegas has it. I, I have San Diego State minus 3.8. So I'm, I'm going to toggle, um, you know, it down a little bit, you know, in, in terms of where it would be if you just stacked them by the spreads. I'm going to take the Aztecs, though. Um, I, I liked what, what you know, the progression of their team after they had they had booted out their offensive coordinator and after – um, yeah, I mean, they just sort of ran into one at the quarterback position because beginning of the season, you know, the guys that, you know, Burmeester and different stuff like that. And then the guys behind him were not working out. The offense was terrible. And then they they had signed this uh, safety Mickens from Mississippi State, a former quarterback, but they were playing him at safety. And then they were just like, hey, Mickens, you want to you want to play quarterback now? Because we don't have anybody else. And Mickens has been like legitimately good. And it's turned around their their entire offense. Middle Tennessee, they can throw the ball around a little bit. Um, but uh, San Diego State, their defense is going to provide more resistance than the Miami Hurricanes did against Middle Tennessee. I, I do like San Diego State here. I'm putting 19 points on the Aztecs. All right, Bogman, San Diego State on Hawaii on the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. We're lining up here. I got San Diego State. I got 22 points on my like what Jalen Maiden has been doing for this uh, team on offense. I think three weeks of prep will uh, make him put up a very strong performance. That couple with this defense, which is formidable allowing just over 20 points per game, and that's top 20 in the country, top 35 against pass, 37th against the run. They grade well on PFF, uh, top 35 overall, 20th against the pass. All-conference players, they got three on the defensive line, uh, another linebacker, and the all-conference kick returner and punter. I think they're better in all three phases, so uh, give me San Diego State and uh, 22 points on them. December 26th, we've got the Quick Lane Bowl, Bowling Green versus New Mexico State. Bowling Green is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over under set at 48 coming off of Christmas Thor. What do you want to do and how much confidence are you going to put in the quick lane bowl? This is another one where I'm going to take the, the underdog on, on the spread. Uh, you, you have to do that to win the confidence pool. Some, I mean, you know, you don't have to go like wild, wild, but you're going to have to take some of the underdogs. This is a spot where I'm going to do it. Uh, Jerry kill the fighting Jerry kills. I don't know how he made bowl season, but a, a really good coaching job by him this year. Just like Jim Mora. Those are guys that should have gotten uh, more love. I think for the coach of the year, my my adjusted line on this game is actually New Mexico State minus a half a point. Um, so I'm, I'm showing some line value on them. I think that they can grind this one out against Bowling Green. So give me give me the Aggies for five confidence points. Bogman, what are you going to do in the quick lane bowl? Bowling Green, New Mexico State. I also hate this game. I'm going to take Bowling Green, and I know I shouldn't. I know everything I've read, everything momentum-wise says uh, Diego Pavia and New Mexico State are thriving uh, coming in here, he has 11 touchdowns in the last two games, seven to the air, four on the ground. Uh, I just can't shake the feeling that Matt McDonald, who is such a veteran for Bowling Green, is going to come into his last game in college prepared and uh, trying to get a win. So I ain't take the Falcons, but only for three points. I don't like it. Oh, not a lot of points. All right. On uh, Tuesday, December 26th, we've got uh, 27th. We've got the Camellia Bowl. Buffalo versus Georgia Southern. 
Georgia Southern's a three and a half point favorite, 67. One of the bigger lines we've seen. Thor, what do we want to do with uh, this Buffalo Georgia Southern game? I'm, I, I like uh, Georgia Southern in this game. Uh, it's uh, this one we call the Kyle Van Trees ball. No, you're gonna of course. You're going to get some revenge on Buffalo. But, I, you know, Georgia Southern was beat up at the end of the year, and they had a couple bad performances because of that. But they have gotten uh, healthier now. They've had the time to get healthy. Buffalo, I don't trust that team at all. You know, you talk about a team that stumbled down the stretch and everything. I had actually heard that uh, – there was players on the Buffalo team that were advocating not to play in the ball game. And they actually considered turning it down, even if they beat Akron in that last one. And they barely beat Akron. They had to score at the, they were down the entire game to this crappy Akron team at home. A win gets you into bowl season. And then Buffalo needed a touchdown, like in the last minute or minute and a half or whatever, in order to win that game to even get to bowl season. I don't think uh, Buffalo wants to be here. Georgia Southern definitely does. Another guy who should have been talked about in the coach of the year thing uh, Clay Helton taking over a triple option school, bringing in the air raid. I thought Georgia Southern was going to win like two games this season. Absolutely incredible job by Clay Helton. If, if you want to know how incredible, look at what Jeff Collins did at Georgia Tech, right? Like he he could not ever turn the triple option offense into, and he was doing mm-hmm. an, an even closer acclamation, trying to turn it into pro style. But With better prospects pre- too. Exactly. It's a really precarious change, but Clay Helton did a really good job this year. I, I think this is a, an opportunity for Georgia Southern to stomp a team that doesn't want to be there. I'm putting 27 points on the Clay, the fight in Clay Helton's. All right, Bogdan, I, mean, I think it seems like you kind of agree here. So what are you doing with confidence on uh, yeah, Georgia Southern? I, if Kyle Van Treese is not inspired to beat the team that he transferred from to go to Georgia Southern, I don't know what is wrong with him. So uh, I got to think he's ready. He wants to put it on Buffalo. Buffalo's not very motivated, as Thor said. Give me Georgia Southern. I'm going to put 19 points on him. Okay, there you go. First responders, Bowl Memphis versus Utah State. Memphis, an eight-point favorite. 62 and a half is your over-under. <clears throat> a note for Utah State, Calvin uh, Tyler Jr. has opted for the NFL draft and what effect that's going to have. So, Thor, what's your pick and what's your confidence? Uh, this one, this one already scares me because my, my system loves Memphis. Memphis didn't have any opt outs. Utah state, like you mentioned, they're, they're without their top, uh, running back in this game and Utah state, they're, they're going to have to start the, um, the, was a Lega- Cooper Legas Legas because, uh, Logan Bonner, you know, is, is still injured, whatever, uh, with my line on this game is Memphis minus 18.2. It's, it's 10, you know, 10 points above the, the Vegas line, whatever, but I don't trust Silverfield at all for, for Memphis. <laughs> so it's, it, it's really tough, but I am putting a whole bunch of confidence points on this. Cause if, if, I mean, if Memphis plays, you know, even okay, they're going to win this game and, and probably by double digits. So I actually put 40 points on it, but I'm I'm almost remiss even saying it because I, I think Brian Silverfield's one of the worst coaches in the FBS. Wouldn't surprise me, like wouldn't shock me if, if they got uh upset, but like I I mean, just in terms of talent, they can roll this thing out and they're gonna beat a Utah State team with you know down to their second or third string quarterback and without their their running back as well. Bogman, what say you on uh, the first responders poll? Yeah, I'm going with Memphis as well here. I'm uh, more confident than Thor, but I mean, Calvin Tyler leaving is so brutal for Utah State. They are a run first team. Robert Briggs can't fill in well for him, but even if he does take, uh, you know, take a, a big chunk of this and plays well, like, you know, Memphis is very strong against the run. They grade out well on PFF against the run too. Uh, it's the fighting Seth Hennigans for the Tigers. He does it all. He's a leading passer. He's a leading rusher. And he's going to have a big game here too. Memphis and 35 points on the Tigers. 
The Brigham Bowl, East Carolina versus Coastal Carolina. ECU <laughs> is a 10 and a half point favorite. 59 and a half is your over under. There are a lot of different head coaching notes. There's also some opt outs for the NFL. Eastern Carolina, Ryan Jones is going to be going to the NFL. So there's a lot of stuff that could impact this game. So, Thor, what side are you going to take? And is there enough to put a lot of confidence in it? I don't know how you could be confident in Coastal Carolina. Obviously, Chadwell leaves. Now, Grayson McCall has entered the portal. He's not going to play in this game. One of their top offensive linemen, Willie Lampkin, he's their center. But I shouldn't even say one of the best. He's clearly their best offensive lineman. He hit the transfer portal. And then their best defender, the defensive end, Stewart, he jumped into the portal as well. <laughs> uh like you're you're out so many like Stewart. i think was was graded by espn as like one of the top 20 overall transfers that you know i mean of course mccall is going to be you know top three or top five or whatever and lampkin should probably be on on a list if it goes down to 40 or 50 uh coastal carolina has been absolutely decimated uh grayson mccall is already probably the most valuable player on the spread because the drop to from him to that guest kid that they play is i mean you're talking cavernous uh, so I have to take East Carolina here. My adjusted line in this game is East Carolina minus 14.3. Adjusted in for the rest of it. This is one of my highest confidence. I'm going to put it at 39 confidence points. Ogman, ECU, Coastal, I mean, it sounds like this is an ECU uh, play here. How confident are you? Yeah, I'm taking ECU as well, but I'm not confident at all. Uh, I'm going to put two points on the Pirates. Um, they're losing some as well. I don't like this game. I don't like the coaching changes. I don't like that Grayson McCall is in the portal. Um, I just think I like watching Holton Aylers a lot. Him and uh, veteran wide receiver CJ Johnson, great rapport. Uh, go out with the bang, get a dub here, but not very confident. Give me two points on the Pirates. Definitely one of the worst named bowls, I think, in uh, this entire series is going to be out here with me out here in Phoenix, the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, but it does have an interesting matchup. Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. Wisconsin's a three-point favorite, very low line at 43-and-a-half. Interim coach Jim Leonard uh, will coach the game, but obviously um, the new coach Luke Fickle is going to have some involvement, and there's just a whole bunch of other notes across the board. So what are you going to do in the guaranteed rate bowl here, Thor? I'm calling this the guaranteed opt-out bowl. We we have so many <laughs> so many opt outs on both sides, and then you have the the coaching stuff as well on the on the Wisconsin side. Obviously, they told Jim Leonard, you know him him and Fickle met and Fickle, you know I, I don't know what happened there. Fickle claims that that he was cool with Jim Leonard coming back. Jim Leonard's bouncing. I don't know what happened there, but this is the last game for Leonard, the the interim coach there. Uh, you'd think maybe they would give him effort because obviously the players like Leonard, but you have so many different opt outs here. It seems like actually the team's attitude is sort of jumping ship you know Graham Mertz the starting quarterback he's out uh their their kick returner he's transferring they have a couple tight ends that are injured they're way down the depth chart on on tight ends then they, the uh, uh, offensive line is the the most pronounced one for them they, they had eight guys that took snaps this year like a decent amount of snaps and then after that it's like you know 20 or less snaps four of those eight guys are not playing in this game which means that Wisconsin is going to have to start on the offensive line at least one guy that didn't play at all this year essentially uh, that's usually the foot that they're led by Braylon Allen. You wonder what's going on with him. There've been the, the reports that he would return to Wisconsin if Leonard was retained and he wouldn't, if he, if he wasn't, uh, I don't know what's going to go on there. And if, if he's going to end up playing, he hasn't uh, announced that he's not yet. They also had uh, numerous defensive studs that opted out there. Their space eating nose guard uh, opted out there. Their stud linebacker, uh, this Herbig kid, uh, he opted out. They had uh, three different cornerbacks that are out. They have a, a safety. But then on the Oklahoma State side, you have Spencer Sanders. Obviously, he's transferring. They're starting running back Richardson. He's he's gone. Uh, they had a couple of receivers that are injured. 
And then on their defensive line, it's funny that Oklahoma State defensive line got decimated. The Wisconsin offensive line got decimated. So, you, you, you know, you wonder there. <laughs> but but there's multiple NFL defenders. They're also one of their leading tackle tacklers, Mason Cobble, linebacker, and then a starting safety as well for Oklahoma State. I tried to bake all this in and quantify in, in my line. What I ended up coming uh, up with, like after I, this game, I was tearing my hair out when I was doing the <laughs> tracker. Like I, I seriously spent just hours and hours and hours, like on this game, trying to confirm and then trying to figure out who would be starting and everything. I was like John Nash in his shed in a beautiful mind, sticking string between the pictures <laughs> and stuff like that. I eventually came out with Oklahoma state minus 0.3 points, essentially a pick them. But because of that, I am going to ride with Oklahoma State here, even though I have some trepidation, but it's backup quarterback on backup quarterback and everything else that I said. I'm only going to put seven points on it, though, because all the moving uh, parts. I mean, you could be at this game if you still live down here in Arizona, but you're a turncoat trader. Who you could start a quarterback on one side, Bob. <laughs> Maybe you could. If you, look at that. A whole new opportunity if you were out. I here, would so be less shaky than uh, Gundy Jr., or whoever it was uh, in that oh, yeah. one game. He's good, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm. Look, the first thing that Thor said here, it's motivation. It's Wisconsin playing hard for Jim Leonard. I think it's going to be the factor in this game. I'm going to take Wisconsin in this game. I think Graham Mertz leaving uh, hurts Wisconsin way less than Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a very talented team, but uh, I like the Badgers in this game. I'm going to put 23 points on them. Uh, go Wisco. All right, we're getting into the big stuff here. Wednesday, December 28th, the Military Bowl, Duke versus UFC. Duke is a one and a half point favorite. 62 and a half is the line. What do we got, Thor, on confidence and our pick? I don't like the way the UCF was playing down the stretch. Um, and a lot of that had to do with how beat up uh, John Rice Plumley is. He, he had three different injuries in the last month, uh, and he didn't finish five of their last six games. Unfortunately for UCF, Mikey Keene now has left. You know, he said he didn't want to play in the last game because he wanted to retain his red shirt, which makes a lot of sense. But we saw the third string quarterback for UCF in the last game was not good. All that different stuff uh, concerns me. They almost got upset by USF in the last game, even though a win got them into the conference title game. Uh, Duke is is super underrated. Like people just were sort of missing that Duke. All of a sudden, Mike Elko turned them into a really solid team. They can run the ball really well. They're going to stampede UCF's front on, on the ground. I'm taking Duke here, but, uh, you know, I have an adjusted line on it, minus two, Duke minus two and a half. So I'm only going to put 13 confidence points on the Blue Devils. Augman, Duke, UCF, how confident are you? Uh, give me Duke in this game as well. I'm glad uh, Thor and I are back on the same page here after uh, disagreeing in the guaranteed rate opt-out bowl. But uh, I, I like Riley Leonard, the quarterback for Duke, a lot. Like, uh, you know, Thor said, UCF trailing down at the end of the year. No John Reese Plumley most likely. So Duke wins this one. I'm not crazy confident, though. Duke in seven points. All right. The Liberty Bowl, Arkansas versus Kansas. Watch a lot of Arkansas this year, and they are a favorite by three. Huge line of 68. Looks like there are a bunch of opt-outs as well for Arkansas on this one. So what could possibly change for you, Thor, if anything? And what type of confidence are you going to put Arkansas versus Kansas? Yeah, the, the Arkansas opt-outs really hurt. It does look like K.J. Jefferson's going to play when at the end of the regular season. That was certainly an open question. So that's the good news for him. But the bad news is they lost two starting uh, receivers in the portal. They lost their starting center um uh to, to, to opt out and actually hazelwood i should i should retract that hazelwood he's he's going into the draft and then they had uh two different uh good defenders like 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 their best defenders that are going into the nfl draft drew sanders and bumper pool and then miles slusher their uh, starting safety he just walked out on the team guys was upset with the coaching staff and stuff like that because of that my, my line adjustments i actually have kansas favored in this game by 1.1 1 .1 points 
So I'm riding with my Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> Rock Shock, their first ball since 2008. You know that they're going to have the motivation edge as well. Jaden Daniels, their quarterback, now is healthy. But I'm only putting three points on Rock Shock. Just trying to check, <laughs> check my bias a little bit. Bogman, Arkansas is very frustrating this year in so many respects, and now they should perform. So are you going to take them? Or are you going to ride with Thor? And what's the confidence? No, I'm going with the Razorbacks here. I just think an SEC defense, even missing big pieces like Sanders and Poole, uh, they're going to be okay against Kansas. Kansas can score against everyone. They are more motivated than Arkansas. I understand that, but I just think talent wins out in this one. Uh, with KJ Jefferson back, Kansas can't stop anything anyway. So they just need a couple stops of the Kansas offense to win this game because I think every time they possess the ball, they'll score. Give me the Razorbacks, 29 points on them. Let's go to the Holiday Bowl. Number 15, Oregon's going up against North Carolina. Big line here, Oregon favored by 15. And the biggest over-under we've seen, it's 70 points, 70 and a half. Oregon's OC is going to become uh, the Arizona State head coach. There's a banged-up Bo Nix. Lots of questions out here, some NFL opt-outs as well. So Thor, number 15, Oregon, North Carolina. The spread doesn't necessarily uh, affect us here in the pick, but your pick confidence, and is there any adjustment for Oregon as far as your adjusted line? Yeah, I I definitely baked in the you know the opt outs and stuff. In this one, there there was a bunch of them on the Oregon side. There's they have a laundry list of them, but um, like a couple of them were were guys that were really good recruits that weren't contributing as much. Dante Thornton, the receiver, he started playing at the end of the season, but was clearly unhappy about his playing time before that. Uh, Justin Flo, the linebacker, he was a top linebacker recruit, but but he was only playing sporadically. Um, the the one that matters for them is Christian Gonzalez, their lockdown cornerback. Uh, he's going to the NFL draft, so he's out. That hurts. But on the other side, uh, North Carolina had three different starters in their secondary all opt out. And North Carolina's defense was an abomination, as is. Um, North Carolina also had Josh Downs, the, one of the best receivers in America, opted out as well. Um, but both quarterbacks, it looks like, are going to play. Uh, Bo Nix had to come out and, and confirm that, you know, like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to the NFL. I'm going to return and I'm going to play in the bowl game. Uh, Drake May, he had to come out because they're, all the rumors were starting once the uh, Longo, the offensive coordinator for UNC, he took the OC job at Wisconsin. And so then people were speculating, you know, is, he, is, is May going to go with him? Is May going to, you know, put himself up for NIL build, you know, bidding to the highest bidder? But May came out and said, I'm, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm staying in North Carolina and playing in, in this game. But everything combined, my adjusted line ended up being Oregon minus 13.1. Uh, for that reason, you know, you, you got to go pretty high on it. Uh, and UNC is not going to be able to stop them. I'm putting 37 confidence points on the Ducks. All right, 37 points. Bogman, what say you? I've got Oregon for 39 points. I'm right with Thor in this one. Uh, I just don't think that UNC can stop anyone. Losing Josh Downs is such a big blow. They're not going to be able to put up as many points they normally do against a good Oregon defense either. Should be still high scoring, but give me Oregon and 39 points in this game. Bogman, you could go to this bowl, the Texas Bowl. <laughs> Ole Miss is going up against Texas State. Uh, Ole Miss is currently Texas a four-point favorite. Uh, Texas Tech, I'm sorry, Texas Tech. Uh, Ole Miss a four-point favorite and an over-under set at 70. Thor, Ole Miss, Texas Tech, your pick and confidence. Luckily, in this game so far, we don't have the the opt-outs and the transfer, uh, you know, the, like all of them, like in some of these other games. So we, we don't even really have to hit on it. It just comes down to what you think on the spread. My my system has the, the spread of this one at Ole Miss minus 6.9. So assuming that there isn't any, you know, opt-outs, I, I'm going to be riding with Ole Miss as well. I'm putting 26 confidence points on the Rebels. All right, Bogman, what do you got, Ole Miss or Texas Tech? Yeah, Texas Tech plays tough. I mean, um, they beat some teams, uh, uh, some Ole Miss caliber teams in terms of roster strength in Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, they played uh, TCU real tough, who's in the playoff. But if Ole Miss shows up, they should smash Texas Tech. They are a better team. So I'm going to take the Rebs 
uh, for 33 points in this game. Thursday, December 29th, we've got the Pinstripe Bowl, Minnesota versus Syracuse. This is going to be at Yankee Stadium. Minnesota on the hook is a seven and a half point favorite. Over under is set at 42. Thor, what do you think about this guy? Yeah, we still don't know if Tanner Morgan, the the quarterback for Minnesota, if he's going to play. He missed several games down the stretch. Um, the Gophers never disclose what his injury is. I this is me speculating. I believe he suffered a second concussion of the season. They've only said upper body injury. Um, I, I don't think that Morgan's going to play in this game, but he could. You know, they, they, they have said that that he could. I think it's going to be Kaliak Manis again, which certainly is a downgrade. Gophers also look like they're going to be out two uh, defensive starters who hit the transfer portal. On the Syracuse side, uh, not as not as much. Uh, a receiver that had 15 catches and then a starting defensive lineman who had six tackles for loss. Um, overall, though, you also have to acknowledge that Syracuse is playing pretty close to home. Uh, my adjusted line on it is the Gophers minus 4.1, so a little bit less than, than the Vegas spread. But I'm going to take the Gophers to win this one, mostly because Muhammad Ibrahim has not opted out, and it looks like he he wants to play in this game. If so, Minnesota is just going to give him the ball a billion times like they, they did in all the games down the stretch, especially when Kaliak Manis was playing. And now Mo's had time to rest, right? Like at the end of the season, he was looking like he might be a little bit beat up from all the usage, but he should be fresh as a daisy in this one. He's going to run over Syracuse. I'm putting... 20 points on the Gophers. I'm in Minnesota, Syracuse. Uh, Let's double it. Let's double it, Thor. Let's put 40 points on the Gophers because, uh, I mean, this is a running running back bowl here, man. Uh, Sean Tucker and Mo Ibrahim. This is some NFL-level talent. Going to be a lot of fun to watch. But Minnesota also much better on defense than Syracuse, in my opinion. So, Kaliak Manis, we've come a long way, Thor, from calling him the Greek kid, right? Yeah, yeah. um, He's uh, started a couple games here down the stretch. He's looked pretty decent, and I like three weeks to prep. Give me Minnesota and 40 points on them. We got the Cheez-It Bowl, which uh, Bogman confirmed a couple years ago. It is the biggest scam of all bowls because they do not, in fact, give you Cheez-Its, <laughs> and they charge 7 to $8 for tiny bags of them. But you'll at least get a good game. You've got number 13, Florida State versus Oklahoma. Florida State on the hook is a 7.5-point favorite, and the line is set at 65.5. So Thor, FSU, Oklahoma. What side and how much confidence? I would trash the Cheez-It Bowl as well, but I want to get into one of those Cheez-It suites that they have on the field <laughs> the day before. I don't know if you've seen that, but they're, they're setting up all these like like suites and you you like literally sleep on the field and the whole, th- the bed is, you know, dressed up as a Cheez-It bag or whatever. And, you know, all this different stuff. So Cheez-It Bowl, uh, have me to the Cheez-It Bowl so I could, I could sleep in one of the Cheez-It <laughs> suites. As far as this game, Oklahoma should not have been, uh, I'm going to rip the Cheez-It Bowl now after I just said I wasn't, but Oklahoma should not have been selected into this game. Uh, Florida State, uh, it, this is a mismatch. Oklahoma's defense is bad. It's specifically bad against the run. Any good running team has been Get able him. to stampede them. Florida State now, and Travis said he's going to play in this game. Ward, their running back who was nicked up at the end of the year, he's healthy now, so they have the one-two punch there again. Florida State is going to run for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards. They, they can basically name it. Um, my just line on this game is Florida State minus 10.1. Florida State also had less guys that opted out. And at least right now, Travis said he's going to play where um, uh, Verse and then uh, uh, Jimmy Robinson also said that they would play in this game. So it looks like there's momentum behind Florida State. There certainly is not for Oklahoma. I'm putting 35 confidence points on the Seminoles. Ooh, Bogman, uh, I can actually see the confidence points. This is one of the closest <laughs> ones I think you two have put together. So Bogman, you like FSU and how confident? Well, look, I mean, you know, picking against Oklahoma is a bull mania tradition for me, of course. Uh, but uh, I, I just think that it all lines up very well this year. Most of the time I'm picking against Oklahoma with low confidence points just because I want them to lose. But I think they get smashed in this game. 
Uh, Florida State surging, heading into bowl season. Uh, Oklahoma backing in. They lost three of their last four. Uh, five straight dubs for Florida State. Give me Florida State. Give me 38 points on them. Well, Bogman, you're not going to be interested in the Cheez-It Bowl. You will be in the Alamo Bowl because your Texas Longhorns, number 20, are facing off against number 12, Washington. Great game. Five and a half. Texas is uh, favored by 68 is the line. Mr. B. John Robinson. No go, though, right, Boggs? Opting out. Um, yeah. Thor, what do you got on Texas versus Washington? This is a big high-ranked game, as we've talked about, I think, yet. What's the pick and what's the confidence? Yeah, I expect that after Bijan and and Roshan and then the defender, you know, they all opted out. They're going to go to the NFL draft or whatever. I thought this line was just going to crash, you know, like, like you know, around pick them maybe. Um, but it, it it's still up there. It confuses me a little bit where it's at. My adjusted spread on this game with those things baked in is actually – Washington minus half a point. So it's pretty close to a, to a pick em, but I just don't think the market is accurately baked in the, the losses on the Texas side. Puts a lot of pressure on, on Quinn Ewers. Luckily for him, Washington secondary stinks, but Washington is able to throw on everybody. So Quinn Ewers better be able to pile up yards through the air. It's certainly not my most confident. I do think this game is a, a straight up pick em proposition. I do slightly prefer Washington to spring the upset here. So I'm going to put four points on the Huskies. No, one of the lowest that you put up. All right, uh, Boggs, you're clearly going to pick Texas because you're yeah. a homer here, but how confident? Mm-hmm. Well, look, I like, you know, even though Bijan and Roshan, the number one, number two running back for the long ones are gone. They have depth there. Keelan Robinson going to step up. They have blue also Jim blue uh, to, to step up as well. And like Thor said, they just, you know, Washington's secondary is not only bad statistically, they grade bad on PFF as well. And Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, uh, Sanders, like there's a lot of receiving options for this team. They put pressure on the quarterback as well, unless Ojomo and Coburn both opt out, which could happen by the time this game kicks off. This one's going to be pretty big. I mean, I'm not picking against Texas anyway, but it's going to be pretty decent uh, confidence points for me. Longhorns and 27 points. Wow, that's a big one. All right, let's go to Friday, December 30th for the Dukes Mayo Bowl, number 23, North Carolina State versus Maryland. Maryland, a one and a half point favorite. Your over under set at 48. NC State's dealing with a few things here from coaching to uh, transfer protocol. So, Thor, your pick and your confidence here. Yeah, this is another one where I'm going to I'm going to take the very short dog. I'm going to take NC State on this one. My my adjusted line when bacon in the opt outs is NC State minus one point three. So it's it's, it's sort of like flip. But Maryland, they 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 had a really good receiving core. And obviously, that's like the foot that they were led with. It was the pass first thing when Taco Vailoa was healthy. But Dante Demas and Jacob Copeland both go into the NFL draft. They also had a, uh, a starting defensive back who, who's opting out as well. And in addition to a linebacker. Uh, NC State, you're just hoping that MJ Morris is able to start this game because obviously Leary is out the door with the transfer. He was injured anyway, but uh, MJ Morris is is the the better quarterback than uh, the Ben Finley kid that they were playing. But with the time to rest, I'm just going to assume that that we're going to get Morris back. I'm putting nine confidence points on the Wolfpack. Uh, I mean, just rinse, repeat. I got eight points on the Wolfpack. My worry is about Morris as well. Uh, so we're going to have to know more about this game for me to move it up, but I'll probably just keep it right around eight points for NC state. I'm like patiently waiting for you guys to be just confidence on the exact, that's the closest one we've got to a pick <laughs> with this almost same confidence points. You guys were within one, the absolute closest. I don't know if we're going to get there, uh, but maybe it'll get there with the sun bowl. Number 18 UCLA is going up against Pittsburgh. UCLA just under a touchdown favorite minus six over under 58 Thor. 
Is this a good UCLA pick? And what type of confidence on either side are you taking? It is. It, and the reason why is, I mean, you know, no one from UCLA has opted out. Now, if, you know, if Dorian Thompson Robinson, his last game, if he wanted to opt out, a Charbonnet did, that, that would certainly change the equation. But uh, th- there's been nothing on that front. It looks like they intend to play. Whereas with Pittsburgh, they lost Keaton Slovis, the starting quarterback. That one hurts because they're getting Phil Jerkovac next year. That's who they signed in the portal. But in this game, you got to go with either uh, Nick Patty or or this kid, uh, Nate Yarnell. Uh, I haven't been impressed with Patty's work when I when I seen him. And then also they they uh, a stud uh, defensive lineman. They have this uh, Cansey kid. He was an All American. He he had been nicked up at the end of the year. Just decided to shut it down instead of instead of trying to come back and play in this one. Uh, assuming that there isn't any opt-outs with UCLA and, and doing it right now, I'm very confident. I have the Bruins minus 8.4 where we sit right now. My system does. I put 31 confidence points on the Bruins. All right, Bogman, UCLA or Pittsburgh, what side? I mean, I think if Pitt had a viable QB, they could take advantage. UCLA is awful against the, the pass. They're 120 statistically. They grade out uh, in terms of PFF, like around average. So probably a little bit better than that number but they don't have a quarterback that can take advantage. Like Thor said it to the UNL Patty. So I'm going to take UCLA and uh, put 17 points on them. All right. The Gator bowl number 19, South Carolina is going up against number 21, North uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a two and a half point favorite. The line 51 and a half Notre Dame without uh, one of their top players, Michael Mayer opting for the NFL draft. So Thor Notre Dame, two and a half. Is this enough for you to take them? And where's the confidence line? This would have been a really fun game at the end of November. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to see here now. You mentioned <laughs> the, the mayor's out. Also, Isaiah Foskey transferred uh, one of their stud defensive ends. And then Drew Pine is is transferring out as well. The, the guy who had been starting for most of the season because Buckner got hurt. Uh, it, I don't know if Buckner is going to come back. Notre Dame has forwarded this idea that Buckner could be healthy enough to return for this game, even though everybody had reported when he got injured that he was just done for the season, no question. I, so I don't know if that's just uh, uh, Marcus Freeman on that side trying to introduce doubt in South Carolina's head or what. But if not, they're going to have to start this Peter Angeli kid, uh, young kid who is a third stringer. I, I don't believe he's taking this. Now, if he did, you know, in, in garbage time, whatever for them. But then on the South Carolina side, recently they've been hit really hard by the transfer portal. The transfer portal gave it to South Carolina last offseason. It is <laughs> right now taketh away. Uh, yeah, Marshawn Lloyd was the most recent one. Their stud running back, he he hit the portal. But also both their stud tight ends, uh, Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner, they're out the door. And then you had their the elite cover corner, one of the best corners in the, in, in all of America, Cam Smith, declared for the draft. He's not going to play in this game. South Carolina was like the hottest team in the entire nation at the end of November. They had the, those two enormous upset wins, uh, Tennessee and then and then Clemson. They, Spencer Rattler is going to play. Uh, some of the other stuff is is up in the air, but then Notre Dame, it, it really does seem like they're going to have to start the Angeli kit. And the, the you know, I mean, they, they were able to, to do the ground and pound thing a little bit, but the only recourse they had through the air was Pine to Mayor. Mayor is out. I don't think that they're going to be able to throw, even with Cam Smith being out on the South Carolina side. With all that said, obviously, as you can tell from my rambling, I'm not super confident. My <laughs> my, my line on this one is, is South Carolina mi- minus 0.2 points. So, again, it's another, another one where it's basically pick on my system says, I am going to take the Gamecocks, but only for six confidence points. All right, Bogman, are you on the other side, and how much are you going to put on it? Yeah, I mean, look, I but the bane of my existence in college pickums or picking spreads or anything is Notre Dame. I get it wrong. Every time when I pick against them, they win. When I pick them, they lose. But look, this boils down to me uh, to in, in this. I wish we could watch the tight ends bowl in mayor and bell. 
Um, this boils down to me to not trusting Spencer Rattler when anything is on the line at all whatsoever. So give me Notre Dame. I'm going to take them. Also low confidence points, 12 for me on the Irish. Going just south of where I live in Tucson, it's the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, where Ohio is going up against Wyoming. Ohio is a two-point favorite. 42.5 is the spread in, uh, is the over-under, I'm sorry. And Wyoming has got a bunch of protocol issues that are going on. So Thor, Ohio, Wyoming, I mean, Wyoming is just looks decimated, really, from all this uh, protocol stuff. So what side and uh, where are you going to go with confidence? This is my, this is my least confident game. I mean, you you can just throw a dart. You know, the the line indicates that, but also just this this situation. You you mentioned all the guys on the Wyoming side. Wyoming, they're this run heavy team that plays solid defense. They have four running backs out in this game. Uh, Titus one's you know hitting the portal. One of the other kids, one of the backups, is hitting the portal, and then they have two guys that are injured, including the guy that was sort of platooning with Swen. So they're way down on the depth chart. Again, a run first team. But it's not just that, folks. Their leading receiver, he hit the transfer portal, Cobbs, and then two of their best defenders. I think it was their leader in, or I'm sorry, number three in sacks and edge rusher, and then their their team leader in interceptions, a cornerback. They all opted out. But then on the other side, Curtis Rourke obviously is out for the season. Curtis Rourke was the highest graded PFF uh, quarterback in the entire nation, and the drop off between him and C.J. Harris, the backup, is enormous. Ohio only scored seven points last week against Toledo, or uh, two weeks ago, whatever that was in the Mac title game. That was the first time that Ohio had run into a, a decent defense. Ohio plays terrible defense. Like the Bobcats play terrible defense. And now their <laughs> offense, which is the reason that they were winning all these games is decimated. So it's like, what do you, what do you do here? The, the run first team that plays good defense, all that stuff is gone. And then Ohio, they, it was Rourke that was dragging them over the finish line. He's out. So it, it's just total toss your hands up. I am going to go with Wyoming. Uh, not confident at all. I'm giving one point on the Cowboys. Oh, okay. That is the absolute lowest one. You weren't joking. All right. Ohio, Wyoming, Bogman, what level of confidence? And are you going to move away from all those uh, transfer protocol issues with Wyoming? Yeah. I mean, the portal is rocking for Wyoming. So I will take Ohio in this game. I'm going to take them for 13 points here. I just, you know, I got to think the NCAA hates Barstool because Barstool, uh, you know, is uh, doing this game. This is the Barstool Arizona bowl or whatever. And it's Wyoming versus Ohio. This is the, how the hell did we get to a bowl game? bowl game here. i believe this is going to be is this one of those two that i think it's going to like not be on television it'll be streamed like on their website or something like that i think too. no so idea i be... mean uh, no one's watching it anyway it's the Arizona no Bowl, if, they, so. if they already weren't watching it yeah, they're definitely they, not watching it ohio uh, 13 points just wyoming is losing way too much here all right uh the orange bowl what a great game this is going to be number six tennessee versus number seven clemson Clemson, a six and a half point favorite. The over under is 64. There are a litany of things. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of draft opt outs that are going to be on both of these teams to top seven teams. So, Thor, what are you going to do with this bad boy? This is going to be one of the games to watch for sure. But uh, six and a half points spread on Clemson. What side and how much confidence? Yeah, well, I obviously gave a huge downgrade to Tennessee with, the, you know, at the end of the season with Hen and Hooker going down, dropping from him to Joe Milton. Clemson was, I, I think it was the only team where I gave them an upgrade for their quarterback thing because Uagalele had been starting before. <laughs> now Klubnik's taking over. Klubnik obviously is better. So I actually bumped uh, Clemson up because of that. Uh, Clemson has, they have some uh, portal stuff. And then uh, that Bull Collins kid, he, he's injured for the year. But Bull Collins, he, he'd been injured for most of the season. He tried to come back. It ain't going to work out for him. The, the big thing we're waiting on for Clemson is if any of the front seven guys are going to go into the draft and, and opt out of this game. None of them have announced it yet, but you're talking about like Murphy, Brice, uh, Simpson. There might be one other one as well that, that you know, whatever. 
if all those kids play, you know, or I, I should say where we sit right now, Tuesday afternoon with this stuff baked in my adjusted line on this game is Clemson minus 9.4. Uh, you know, it, it could change, you know, if, if you have the, the mass exodus of their front seven, but where we sit right now, uh, I'm going to go 33 points on Clemson, the start of the, the Klubnik era. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to move the ball pretty well against Tennessee. Deep. If Spencer Rattler can light you up for 400 plus yards, Klubnik's going to throw for whatever he wants here. Bogman, I almost got what I wanted. I know. Here. Almost got it. You saw my <laughs> face here because I know you're on Clemson in this as well. And the confidence points are very high. 34. I'm one point more uh, than Thor here. And this is, uh, you know, just look. Tennessee was, they were in the playoff. They had the Heisman Trophy winner for the majority of the season with Hendon Hooker and a Hooker towards ACL. They started losing games. They look bad. They have no motivation for this game. Clemson is going to get up to play for their new quarterback, Klubnik. I got the Tigers in a walk in this one. Uh, Clemson in 34 points. So close. All right, Saturday, December 31st, it is the Music City Bowl in Tennessee, Kentucky versus uh, Iowa. Iowa's a one-point favorite. Here is your lowest line, 31. Is that for real? Is that, I mean, that's lower oh, than yeah. the, the Navy game. That but might be high. That's crazy. Game. All right, uh, Thor, uh, Kentucky, Iowa, who do you got and how much confidence? I, I have a sizable uh, ticket on the under that I, I purchased, <laughs> you know, a, a week ago or so. Um, I, I, you know, I put this out on Twitter. I'll just say it's, you know, to get it on record on audio. I believe that this game will be the first game in college football history to end with a total in the 20s. I do think it's too high, and I think people are still going to, you know, hit, hit the under. My, my system's total on the, that game was like 26 and a half, even before all the opt-outs started. And now Iowa's down to their third-string quarterback because Petros is hurt, the, the starter. And then the backup Padilla, he he's bouncing. So they're going to start this kid named Lee Boss, I think. Um, he, he hadn't played before. Uh, so th- they'll see Might what they Might be an upgrade. Him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and, and, and then they had two starting receivers that, that went out the door, although, as you guys know, Iowa couldn't uh, pass anyway. Um, th- luckily, most of their defenders seem like they're sticking around, or at least the guys that were healthy. Justin uh, Jacobs, the, the linebacker, he went to Oregon, but he got knocked out for the season the second week. Kentucky, they have all the opt-outs as well. Levis, uh, Chris Rodriguez, et cetera, et cetera. They're dropping down to a kid that we've never seen before either. I thought it was going to be that kid again who started for Levis, Levis earlier in the year that looked like he came out of the movie Harry Potter. But for whatever reason, they're going to go with this other kid. I don't know, just to give him an eval shot. But a very tough proposition for that kid because not only is Rodriguez out, Cavazier Smoke is transferring. The other running back they thought they had in the preseason, Ramon Jefferson, they have brought him from Colorado on the transfer portal. He tore his ACLs out for the year. So Kentucky, this run-heavy team, they're way down on the – they're another one, like Wyoming. They're way down on the depth chart, and they don't have Levis. You know, it's not like Levis was great this year, but, you know, you're, you're going to the young kid. I, I got to go with Iowa in this game. I don't know how Kentucky scores at all. Uh, Iowa certainly is not going to score a lot of points either, but we, we might get a 10-6 to 6 game here. I'm taking Iowa for 21 confidence points. My adjusted spread on them is Iowa minus 4.3. Wow, Bogman, uh, Kentucky, Iowa, what side are you taking, and is there any confidence? Not much. I'm going to take Kentucky in this game, so Thor and I are on opposite sides. I just think with a month to prep for this game, you know, this is one of the ones later in the bowl season that, uh, you know, Stoops will have Wade and McLean ready to go at quarterback and running back for the Wildcats here. So I'll take Kentucky, but only nine points. This is under double digits for me. Do not like uh, it at all. Going over to the Superdome for the Sugar Bowl. Number five, Alabama is going up against number nine, Kansas State. Bama is a three-point favorite. 54 and a half is the line. We don't have word yet. If De- Deuce Vaughn is probably going to play a big role in what you would feel about Kansas State, but it doesn't look like there's any um, locked-in opt-out or anything like that that's going on. So, Thor, 
What do you say? Alabama, Kansas State, low line. What's the pick and how much confidence? I'm expecting Deuce Vaughn to play. You know, he's one of those, um, you know, organizational soldiers or whatever, you know, pride and all that stuff. And this Kansas State team seems like it's pretty well, uh, you know, together, whatever. They haven't had a lot of opt-outs or um, uh, uh, transfer stuff like that. Alabama's had a few more so far. I'm curious to see, does Bryce Young play in this game? Does Gibbs play in this game? Some of the guys that we know are going to go into the NFL draft, they haven't announced yet. Obviously, it's it's being played later in the month, so they don't really have to yet because the I don't even know if their practices for this game have started yet. My adjusted line right now as it sits is Alabama minus 2.9, very close to the Vegas line. But again, if any of those Alabama, especially if Young does, then I would have Kansas State favored by a field goal or more. Um, I'm going with Kansas State in this game because of that. Um, I'm going to pick them to upset, um, you know, regardless. But uh, yeah, the the Alabama kids also could opt out and change the whole equation. So I'm going Kansas State for eight confidence points. All right, under the uh, top 10 on the points, Bogman, are you on the other side? Yeah, I'm going to take Bama. I'm going to put 31 points on him because I just think that if Deuce Vaughn opts out, which if I'm his agent, if I'm his parents, if I'm in his life at all whatsoever, I'm saying, why are you playing in this game as a small running back against the Bama front? You know, regardless of who transfers out of there, they're just going to replace him with other four and five star players. You don't want to see another Willis McGay. You don't want to see a Willis McGay situation. Want to see that, man. And at least that game, there was something on the line. There is nothing on the line in this game for Deuce Vaughn or Bryce Young or any of these star players. So I think all things being equal, if the top guys opt out, which I expect most of them to, because there is nothing on the line here, give me Bama and give me Bama big. I'm going to take them and put 31 points on them. Time to get to the semifinals in the college football playoff. And guess what? This one is actually literally in my backyard. We should totally, guys, have uh, betting pros or fantasy pros maybe get me to the game and I can help get you guys some coverage here because it is literally in my backyard. We have the Fiesta Bowl, number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. Michigan on the hook is a seven and a half point favorite line. 59, Michigan out for blood. TCU, do they stand a chance? Thor, what's the pick and how much confidence? Obviously, we don't have any opt-outs <clears throat> for, for the playoff games, but you have to mention Quorum, you know, is obviously out for the year. But Donovan Edwards, is, his the RB or the, you know, 1B, if you want to put it that way, has been awesome, you know, when he's had to carry the full load. Uh, Michigan also has a couple injuries on the defense in their defensive ends, but the kids might play. So, so we'll have to wait and see on, on those guys. But I am pretty confident in, in Michigan here. Uh, they're just more reliable in what they can do. Obviously, the the defense, you know, it's like, what's the thing? Pitching travels or whatever, like the baseball vernacular, whatever. <laughs> yeah. like the, the defense definitely travels in these bowl games because it's a sure thing. That's going to be tough for, for TCU's offense. I, I do like Michigan here. My adjusted line on this one is Michigan minus 9.7. So I'm putting 34 confidence points on the Wolverines. All right, Bog, you going in the same direction? Close again. I got 32. I think the spread is too big because TCU at their best can beat anyone. Uh, Michigan, you know, lost Blake Corum, who was a real Heisman candidate, but uh, Harbaugh has these guys playing well. I think Michigan wins in a tighter than expected game, but I do have a lot of confidence in them coming away with this dub, and I'm going to put 32 points on the Wolverines. All right, uh, the other semifinal uh, college football playoff matches the Peach Bowl, where number one Georgia is going up against number four Ohio State. Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. 62 is the line, and you can guess all of the potential opt outs that are on the line right here. So, Thor, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, this is a big dog here. You might have the national champion playing out of this game. What side and how much confidence? 
Yeah, well, it, you know, Georgia's obviously the better team, and they're they're the healthier team as well here, and they're also playing, you know, close to home or whatever. You know, it's going to be a slight home field advantage on the Georgia side. Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I, you know, he's done. He shut it down. He's going to go to the, the NFL now, but he had the hamstring thing all year. I, I want to see what happens with the running back room there because it was so banged up at the end of the year. You wonder if Travion Henderson's going to be healthy for this one. Mayan Williams came back for the last one, but he was, you know, previously banged up. Th those guys were just sort of – trading off who, who is going to be out and then their starting offensive guard Matt Jones missed the their, their regular season for the last game they played against Michigan with an injury not sure if he's going to be playing here but for me all things are pointing at Georgia I, I have a ticket on Georgia you know against the spread but my adjusted line on this game is Georgia minus 7.8 I'm pretty confident in the Bulldogs here I don't I didn't I mean Bogman you know we you know you too Welsh when podcast we were doing I you know all down the stretch I was waiting for something bad to happen to Ohio State don't love that team. I'm putting 30 confidence points on Georgia. Augman, I know you're going to feel in the uh, same general space here. So how much confidence? And uh, I'm guessing this is going to be Georgia. Yeah, it's Georgia for me, too. I mean, I do think that this Georgia team is much more beatable than the team last year. And, uh, you know, Georgia lost to Alabama last year. But I don't think anyone's beaten Georgia here. Uh, you know, Ohio State got exposed by big plays. From Michigan, I think we're going to see at least one long Brock Bowers touchdown in this game, uh, the tight end from Georgia. So give me Georgia, and I'm going to put 37 confident points, confidence points on him because I think they roll over Ohio State. 37 in a row. In All a right, row. Uh, gentlemen, we are in the home stretch here, and we're also into the new year. January 2nd, the ReliaQuest Bowl has number 22 Mississippi State versus Illinois. And obviously, the biggest thing on everybody's mind is the tragic, tragic passing of Mike Leach, which is kind of like we're recording this and it is very, very fresh. People might be listening to this later as time has kind of gone on. So, Thor, uh, your thoughts, obviously, on the passing of Mike Leach and the uh, outcome of what you think is going to go on in this game where Illinois is a two point favorite and the line is set at 46 and a half. Yeah, first things first, uh, devastating loss for college football with Mike Leach. And obviously it, it was shocking and you, you just expected that guy to coach forever. Um, and, it, you know, it happened so suddenly and it, it's the saddest thing that he was my favorite coach, you know, going back. He, he got a lot of us into college football, um, you know, just the way that he saw the game was obviously an innovator. Air Raid was his term. He didn't invent the offense, but he learned it from the guy that did, Hal Mummy and and it was Leach that was the guy that proliferated it, you know, that, that took it and took it to the next space. And his coaching tree is everywhere. Uh, his coaching tree is something that is obviously going to long outlive him, both in the NFL um, and in college. And the, the way that the, his concepts and everything like that, it informs every level of football now that he essentially remade the entire game. It was obviously a super interesting guy and everything like that. Um, so, the, you know, obviously very tragic news as, as far as this game. Um, you have that going on on, on the Mississippi State side. They also had uh, some some opt outs. One of their rotational backs and their stud cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. He uh, the, the the running back he transferred and Forbes is is going to the NFL draft. Illinois. There hasn't been any announcements about their opt outs yet. There's four guys that could. Uh, the four kids that are going to the Senior Bowl. The two Brown kids, uh, 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 Chase Brown and, and and Sydney Brown. The the corner his brother, the cornerback, and then. Uh, uh, their other stud cornerback, he's going to the senior bowl as well. And then it's safety, but um, Brett Bielema is heavily uh, lobbying those guys to play. So, um, you know, it, we'll see on that, but they have not announced that they are not. So because of that, I'm going with Illinois. My adjusted line on this game is 
Illinois minus 4.2. We found out today, you know, recording this on Tuesday, Illinois' defensive coordinator, Walters, he's taken Jeff Brom's old job at Purdue. I don't, I did not see if he is planning to, you know, call defensive plays in this game, but obviously he did a fabulous job this year, but it should be sustainable what they were doing. Um, and, and obviously in this game against the air raid, you know, you, you have sort of a clearly delineated strategy heading in. So I don't think that's that's going to have a huge manifestation here. I'm putting 22 confidence points on the Illini. Bogman, obviously I want uh, your take and your pick here, but any thoughts on the uh, tragic passing of Mike Leach that you want to get out? Yeah, man, it sucks. You know, uh, guy was one of the biggest characters in college football. I was never his biggest fan being a Texas fan, playing against his Texas Tech teams and Michael Crabtree and Cliff Kingsbury and all those guys uh, were the bane of my existence, but there's no doubt that he leaves giant fingerprints all over the game of college football with his coaching tree, as Thor mentioned, and, uh, you know, just the way he was and the character that he was for the game. So uh, really sucks uh, that this happened for Mississippi State. Uh, with that being said, I do think that Chase Brown and Witherspoon, the two biggest pieces of this team on offense and defense, will opt out. I think just the way that college football is going in general – you know, I know Bielema is lobbying those guys to play, and they are huge difference makers, but there's money on the table to lose, and there's nothing really to gain here for these guys. So I think they end up opting out. I think Mississippi State's rally is going to rally behind uh, the passing of their coach and win this game. I've got uh, the Bulldogs, but I only have 10 points on them. All right, the Cotton Bowl, number 10, USC is facing off against number 16, Tulane. USC is only a one-point favorite. 61 and a half is the line Thor. Where are you going to go with this one? And how many confidence points are you going to lay? Yeah. The, you know, it was surprising when the lines came out because Tulane was favored and I, I was just so confused and it seemed like the market was speculating that, that Caleb Williams was going to sit this one out. You know, he, he had, was, you know, gimpy in the, the PAC 12 title game or whatever, but um, I, I had reached out to some people around that program and been told that he's going to play if, if he can play, um, which makes sense. Cause obviously he can't jump into the draft and, um, that's a kid who is like, I mean, he clearly loves football. It looks like he's going to play now. It looks like the market is, is reacting more to that. Now that now USC <laughs> has become the favorites gone the other way. My adjusted line on this game, again, assuming that Caleb Williams is playing is USC minus 3.9 points. So even though I faded USC several times this year, as you guys know, <laughs> and even though nobody rode Tulane harder this year, I bought so many Tulane tickets. Uh, in the bowl game, I'm going the other way because of the context. I'm going to take USC and 18 points on the Trojans. Ogman, uh, number 16, Tulane, number 10, USC, Caleb Williams in doubt. What say you? Thor, you finally follow. I finally follow you uh, on this Tulane train and you jump off yeah. at, at the exact worst time here. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Tulane. Uh, USC is better in terms of roster strength, uh, but. Um, they just missed the playoff. There's not a lot of motivation there. It's a gimpy Caleb Williams. If he is playing, he has time to rest and recover, but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play. I, I put that at 50, 50. I, I know he wants to play. I get it, but there's not a lot of benefit to it. Um, Michael Pratt is outstanding. Uh, the quarterback for Tulane. They had the uh, AAC offensive player of the year in Ty J Spears. So I just think this is one of those games where the G five gets up to play the P five here and a sneak one. So give me Tulane, only 11 points, very low, because that is a big upset. But uh, yeah, I like Tulane in this one. Over to the Citrus Bowl, number 17, LSU is facing off against Purdue. LSU is a 10-point favorite, 58 and a half 
is the line. Jaden Daniels uh, suffered an ankle injury against Texas A&M, but is expected to play. Going to obviously play a huge role in that. Head coach Jeff Brom is uh, going for the Louisville job, but his brother Brian Brom is going to uh, be interim in this one. So Thor, LSU, Purdue, big line. What say you with points? Yeah, I was surprised about uh, uh, his brother Brian being the interim coach because you would assume that he would have just followed Jeff. Um, and then I was wondering, like, if that made him one of the, you know the permanent uh, uh, candidate. Uh, but then they hired Walters today. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what was going on with that. Brom, I think uh, it was until they hired Walters today. I think he been. was kind of going to be coaching for his job, but then they just decided to go the other way. Yeah. You know, and Jeff had taken the defensive coordinator with him. So that, that you know, I think it was Ron English. That That's why that was sort of a surprise. But at least, you know, you have some some continuity there. As far as the opt outs, there's not much going on here, you know, and stuff like that. So it's mostly just the straight handicap because it looks like Aiden O'Connell is going to play in his last game here for Purdue. My just line in this game is LSU minus 7.5. So just a little bit south of Vegas, but, you know, still over a touchdown. I'm putting 29 confidence points on LSU. Augman, LSU, Purdue, what say you? Yeah, I just, I love following these SEC teams into the bowl season here. Give me LSU, 41 points here. Um, I just think, you know, Brian Brom was coaching for a job. Now he's not. That's going to lower his motivation a little bit more. He probably will end up going with Jeff uh, on over the new job. Um, you know, I think Brian Kelly wants to win this in his first bowl appearance for the Tigers. So give me LSU. I'm going to put 41 points on him. The Rose Bowl, number eight, Utah, number 11, Penn State. Utah's a three-point favorite. Mm-hmm. 52 is the line. We have draft opt-outs that could play a big role in this. So Thor, Utah, Penn State. I feel like we talked a lot about Utah during the shows we did, and Utah was always a favorite. So are you going to play Utah on this one, and what confidence are you going to lie on either side? I am. I I, I love my youths, and I'm, I'm going to ride them out to, to the end of this season here. And it looks like they're going to come into this game uh, with more of their roster intact. Tavion Thomas was the one guy who had you know declared for the draft and opted out on their side, but uh, he had suffered the injury at the end of the year. It's unclear whether he could have returned either way, so he just shut it down. But Utah, their running back rotation is still awesome. Right. Like they had started platooning other kids in with Tavion Thomas even before that. Um, and, and now the, the freshman kid, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I think he's from Texas, was awesome in the Pac-12 title game. Like that kid's got moves, looks like a future star. Utah on earth stud running backs all the time. Like it's like Kyle Whittingham gets out of bed and identifies, you know, the, these sleeper running backs that turn into studs on the, the Penn State side. They have a bunch. Parker Washington, who had been injured. I don't know if he could have come back for this game. He just shut it down. He's going to the NFL draft. Joey Porter was one of the first guys that the stud cornerback, one of the best in the nation. He he decided to opt out. He was one of the first ones to declare. Um, they did get good news in their left tackle, Fashanu. Um, he announced that he's coming back to school. But Fashanu missed the last four games of the season with an injury. I'm not sure that he's going to play in this. You know, that he's going to be healthy enough or that they'll even push him, uh, even though he's coming back. So, and he, that was a kid that, that could have gone in the top 50 if, if he had declared for the draft. So there's a lot of stuff going on on that side. My adjusted line with all that stuff baked in, assuming that Dalton Kincaid is going to play for Utah. He was obviously moving gingerly in the Pac-12 title game and could declare, for, you know, probably will declare for the draft, but there, there's been no sign that he's going to opt up for this game. Uh, obviously very important. He's one of the best tight ends in America. I, I like Utah. Adjusted line in this game, Utah minus 6.2. I'm putting 23 confidence points on the Utes. Augman, Utah, Penn State, uh, what side? Uh, I'm going with Utah as well. Like Thor said, I just think, uh, you know, Tavian Thomas is more replaceable than Joey Porter Jr. By the way, Welsh, how old does that make you feel? That that Joey feel Porter Jr. Old. is declaring for the NFL draft right here. Uh, and, and Parker Washington also gone. So I, I just, for me, it's easy Utah. Um, the confidence is a little lower though, 14 points, because Penn State can bow up with anyone. Rose Bowl is a fun game to watch. 
So it's going to be tough. But yeah, give me uh, Penn State or give me Utah, excuse me, and 14 points on them. 42 games we've gone through. We have literally given you every single one that you can put confident points on. And it gets us to the final spot here for the championship game. We don't know what it's going to look like, but you guys have set up your, uh, you've essentially set up your games where Thor, you, we've, you actually both have Michigan versus Georgia. So Thor, um, you can pick your side and uh, I guess there's some outlets that you actually put confidence points on it, but you can just give us your take finally on the championship game to end this out. Yeah, so I'll just say, you know, on the the quote-unquote favorite, because, you know, I guess on ESPN after the uh, the semifinals or whatever, then, you know, you can pick it after that. So we'll just say the favorite, because I, I don't think Ohio State going to win or TCU going to win, but if, if they did, you know, I'd be taking the, you know, Michigan or whatever, you know, the the, the higher-rated team, whatever. And then if it's Georgia-Michigan, uh, you know, I straight up, I'd, I'd also probably lean towards Georgia. Against the spread, that would be really interesting, but – because uh, I don't know who the teams are and you got to pick it. I, I'm just putting 14 points on it. And we'll just say that I'm I'm taking the favorite. Yeah, you got to go low on that. Bogman, same thing. Yeah, no one's beating Georgia. 36 points on Georgia here. Uh, I think they roll through this playoff. Uh, this is they're kind of becoming the new Alabama where it's just hard to squint and see anyone beating them. They will. I'll say this about Georgia. They get bored and they won't play in the first half. So uh, if they come into either one of these games like that, uh, it could be dicey for them. They they can be beat. I just don't think they will. I got the Bulldogs winning the whole thing. 37 points on them to win the first round, 36 in the second. All 43 games locked for you guys with confidence points. Thor, uh, coming up here over bowl season, what is the streaming schedule with you and Mike Farrell? Are you doing the couple times a week? Do you want to let everybody know that's listening to this if people want to kind of get more up to date as the games go on, especially for uh, the betting tendencies? Yeah. So, you know, obviously during the season, Mike and I were doing the the live stream from 10 a.m. Eastern on, on Saturday mornings until 1130 a.m. Eastern. But in bowl season with the, the way that the schedule is, we could only do one of, of the live ones. So we're, we're doing that on on Saturday. The number is at the 17th, Saturday, the 17th. So so we'll be on as as normal at 10 a.m. Eastern on the betting pros YouTube channel doing that for uh you know an hour and a half whatever that day but outside of that the special thing that we were doing we have three different podcast episodes coming that are going to be put out on the betting pros feed we recorded the first one today where we went through 10 of them and then we'll have two more for later in the balls when when those come or whatever so just you know subscribe to the betting pros feed and you'll see it it'll it'll pop up when we record those ones we'll we'll have them out like you know three four days before the the next you know the first game that we talk about is so you just look for them then yeah, get more updated stuff. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at ThorKU. Scott Bogman at Bogman Sports. Gentlemen, you guys did a fantastic job. That's a ridiculous thing to do, but I can't think of anything more helpful if you guys play in any type of uh, college football pool and trying to figure out confidence points. It was literally laid out to you by two of the best. Bogman, Thor, I'm Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is it the Welsh. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the video and the podcast side of Betting Pros for the college football podcast on betting pros it's bogman it's thor i'm welsh and we are out of here goodbye friends